Good evening, everyone. I would like to welcome you to another episode of King Truth Podcast. And I have a really good show and topic in store for you this evening. Now, beyond his popularity, Tupac Shakur is one of the most complex figures to emerge from hip-hop, really to emerge from any art form. His songs preached activism and nihilism, expressed rage and love, and raised questions without answers. He was also a prophet who tried to warn us on many occasions, but we did not listen to his words. We preferred to listen to the beats and watch his antics. We looked at him different and refused to take him serious. One of his prophetic messages was tattooed onto his body, Thug Life. When we saw that tattoo, we took it as Tupac was trying to be a thug and wanted to show that he was a thug to the world. We saw that as a negative annotation and stereotype of black men. But what we might not know is that this iconic Thug Life tattoo actually had a a hitting meaning. In an interview with Entertainment Weekly in 1994, Tupac said, T-H-U-G-L-I-F-E, the hate you gave little infant, P-C-K, everybody. Meaning, what you feed us as seeds, grows, and blows up in your face. That's Thug Life. Tupac would finally explain what Thug Life meant. Tupac said Thug Life was actually an acronym standing for the hate you give little infants F's everyone. Tupac's brother Moprim Shakur explained this in an interview on Vlad TV. Now at what point did Thug Life kind of form? Thug Life, baby, uh, around 92, 93. Um, the hate you gave little infants fucks everyone. Okay, explain what that means, number one. The hate you gave little infants fucks everyone. <laughs> uh, the hate that society, you know, gives or lets happen to its youth and, and its poor fucks everyone. You know, thug life represent the poor and disenfranchised of all nationalities, you know, who are oppressed by uh, economics and power structure and racism and, and, and sexism and all the isms, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we're the underdogs. We represent the underdogs. Now, author Angie Thomas used this meaning to give her best-selling book a title, The Hate You Give. She said in an interview, when I saw him explain what it means, it hit me. That's not just in my book. But that's what we see in society. When these unarmed black people lose their lives, the hate they've been given screws us all. We see it in the form of anger, and we see it in the form of riots. So when I saw that in the video, it was like a sign. And this reigns true with our racist-in-chief, Donald Trump. His rhetoric has led to an uptick of racial violence in this country since his descent down that hideous escalator in 2015. 
for instance, when it comes to Hispanics. When Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best. They're not sending you. They're not sending you. They're sending people that have lots of problems, and they're bringing those problems with us. They're bringing drugs. They're bringing crime. They're rapists. Trump announced his campaign in 2015 by calling Mexican immigrants rapists who are bringing crime and bringing drugs to the U.S. During his presidency, he has called them invaders. June 19th, 2018. Democrats are the problem. They don't care about crime and want illegal immigrants, no matter how bad they may be, to pour into and infest our country like MS-13. And has wanted to build a wall to keep them out of our country. I want to build a wall. I'm going to build a wall. I want to build a wall. We need the wall. And Mexico will pay for the wall. He has spent well over $1 million on 2,000 ads for the 2020 campaign calling Mexican immigrants an invasion and having to put a stop to it. Now that word invasion came up big time this past weekend when the shooter in El Paso stated that Hispanics were an invasion and he needed to stop it. Now when it comes to Muslims, when asked in a 2016 Republican debate whether all 1.6 billion Muslims hate the U.S., Trump said, I mean a lot of them. I mean a lot of them. When it comes to blacks, at the 2016 Republican convention, Trump officially seized the mantle of the law and order candidate, an obvious dog whistle playing to white fears of black crime, even though crime in the U.S. is historically low. His speeches, comments, and executive actions after he took office have continued this line of messaging. Trump reportedly said in 2017 that people who came to the U.S. from Haiti all have AIDS. And he lamented that people who came to the U.S. from Nigeria would never go back to their huts once they saw America. Speaking about immigration in a bipartisan meeting in January 2018, Trump asked in reference to Haiti and African countries, why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here. Why are we having all these people from shithole countries come here? Another deplorable statement said by the President of the United States in the Oval Office with members of Congress, those shithole countries, by the way, he was talking about, Haiti, El Salvador, countries in Africa, again said in the Oval Office. He then reportedly suggested that the U.S. should take more people from countries like Norway. The implication is immig immigrants from predominantly white countries are good, while immigrants from predominantly black countries are bad. When it came to Colin Kaepernick. On NFL players, get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. He's fired. He's fired doing a poor imitation of the president on September 22nd, 2017. That was at a, at a rally in Alabama, saying these things to his, to his supporters. When he speaks of black people that opposes him, he uses terms like low IQ, 
or nasty. She is a low IQ individual, Maxine Waters. I said it the other day. Hi, I mean, honestly, she's somewhere in the mid-60s. I believe that. And when he talks about Congress John Lewis and Elijah Cummings districts, he uses a common term when describing blackness, infestation. Because of this rhetoric from the person who is supposed to be the president of everyone, he has continually divided the country into whites against the others. The hate he has given to white nationalists, the alt-right, and other extreme right-wing terrorists has now led to some very dangerous people acting on his words. Donald Trump to white nationalists is what Osama bin Laden was to Al-Qaeda. Now, since his election and inauguration, America has seen a rise in boldness of white nationalism. After the white nationalists in New Zealand opened fire in a mosque, Trump was asked if he saw the trend rising around the world. He stated, I really don't see white nationalism as a rising threat around the world. But the evidence goes against that sentiment. We will first make our stop at the Justice Department and look at their statistics. According to the FBI, there has been well over 7,000 hate crime incidents in 2017. These are the latest stats that they had, which is up 17% from 2016. This is the highest since 2008. Ironically, that was the same year that the first black president was elected. And 58% of these crimes were motivated by race, ethnicity, and ancestry. Take, taking a deeper dive into these numbers, 2013 of those incidents were anti-black, which was up 16%. Anti-Hispanic crimes went up 24% to 427 incidents. Anti-Muslim hate crimes doubled to 102 incidents. And anti-Jewish hate crimes rose 37% to 938 incidents. Hate groups have also risen in America to 1,020 groups, which is a 7% increase. And white nationalist groups saw a 50% increase from 100 groups to 150 groups in 2018. Now, according to the Anti-Defamation League, ADL's Center on Extremism continues to track an ever-growing number of white supremacist propaganda efforts, including the distribution of racist, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic flyers, stickers, banners, and posters. The 2018 data shows a 182% increase in incidents from the previous year, with 1,187 cases reported compared to 421 in 2017. The ADL also reported an increase in racist rallies and demonstrations by these hate groups. At least 91 White supremacist rallies and other public events attended by white supremacists were held in 2018, up from 76 the previous year, with hate groups increasingly employing flash mob tactics to avoid advanced publicity and scrutiny, 
And this is according to the ADL. Now, I will give Trump credit about one thing. It is just a small group of people. But where he is wrong about this is the rising sentiment of the others taking over and they need to be stopped is on the rise. Why are more and more millions of Americans turning to Governor Wallace? Follow as your children are bussed across town. As president, I shall, within the law, turn back the absolute control of the public school systems to the people of the respective states. Why are more and more millions of Americans turning to Governor Wallace? Open a little business and see what might happen. As president, I will stand up for your local police and firemen in protecting your safety and property. Why are more and more millions of Americans turning to Governor Wallace? Watch your hard-earned tax dollars sail away to anti-American countries. As president, I will halt the giveaway of your American dollars and products to those nations that aid our enemies. Wallace has the courage to stand up for America. Give him your support. Now, this is nothing new. There's a saying among historians, know your history or you will be bound to repeat it. And understanding that what we see Donald Trump doing today was done over 50 years ago by a governor and future presidential candidate. The governor of Alabama, George Wallace, played on the white fears towards blacks and found major success in that game plan. In his 1962 inaugurational speech, Governor Wallace said, Today, I have stood where once Jefferson Davis stood and took an oath to my people. It is very appropriate that from this cradle of the Confederacy, this very heart of the great Anglo-Saxon Southland, that today we sound the drum for freedom as have our generation of forebears before us done time and again down through history. Let us rise to the call of freedom-loving blood that is in us and send our answer to the tyranny that clanks its chains upon the South. In the name of the greatest people that have ever trod this earth, I draw the line in the dust and toss the gauntlet before the feet of tyranny, and I say segregation now, segregation tomorrow, and segregation forever. In 1968, he ran for president as a third-party candidate and still holds the record for the most electoral votes by a third-party candidate by winning 46 electoral votes. He took Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Louisiana, and Mississippi with one electoral vote in North Carolina. Wallace's visceral populism was built on ruckus rallies and the belittling of opponents under the slogan, Stand Up for America. He once declared of, these participating, of those participating in the riot, when then sweeping the nation's cities, bam, 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 shoot them dead on the spot, and energized many poor and working class whites in the South and Midwest who felt disillusioned with both parties. 
because of his rhetoric and policies towards black people in Alabama, led to some of the most horrific acts displayed that anyone had ever seen in modern times. His rhetoric led to the bombing of the 16th Chapel in Birmingham, carried out by his supporters and KKK members that killed four little black girls. It led to the attacks on marchers in Birmingham with water hoses and police dogs. It also led to Bloody Sunday, which was carried out under his watch and orders which involved a young John Lewis. George Wallace made a calculated change after his governor loss in 1958 to a man backed by the KKK when he said, I was out niggered by John Patterson, and I tell you here and now, I will never be out niggered again. Wallace would use this mindset to win multiple times as governor and put up a fight in the 1968 presidential campaign. He knew who his audience and supporters were when he created the campaign slogan, Stand Up for America. Now Trump has found this playbook and has used it to get himself elected as president, and he is attempting to use the same playbook to get reelected. His rhetoric, without coming right out and telling people to do anything, has given the green light to some of the most terrible mass shootings in recent history. Attacks on Jews, Hispanics, and Blacks is almost becoming normal. And without a strong leader to stand up and tell these people that they will be destroyed, Trump bows down to these people. A prime example is when he defended the white nationalists that were in Charlottesville. You had some very bad people in that group, but you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. These are the same people that chanted, Jews will not replace us. 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 Now, I can't go through every mass shooting or racial hate incident that has taken place since his election, but I can go through a few. Now, all information I'm using comes from articles from The Guardian. April 2019, one killed in a mass shooting targeting a synagogue in Poway, California. The shooter, 19, opened fire in a synagogue during Passover services, killing a 60-year-old woman and injuring three others. In an open letter posted on the 8chan extremist message board, before the attack, included white nationalist conspiracy rhetoric and said the shooter was inspired by the gunman who had opened fire on Muslims at two mosques in New Zealand the month before. Eleven killed in a mass shooting targeting the Tree of Life Synagogue in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The shooter, a 46-year-old white man, reportedly shouted, All Jews must die during the attack. After he, had, after he was taken into custody, he told law enforcement that he believed Jews were committing a genocide to his people. A central white nationalist conspiracy theory. The gunman who, was awaiting, the gunman who is awaiting trial and has pleaded not guilty apparently had an active profile on an extremist social media site where he accused Jewish people of trying to bring evil Muslims into the U.S., and wrote that a refugee aid organization 
likes to bring invaders in that kill our people. There goes that word invader or invasion. A man attempted to enter a black church before allegedly killing two black people in a supermarket in Kentucky. A witness said that during the attack, the shooter said whites don't kill whites. His two victims, Maurice Stollard and Vicki Lee Jones, Stollard 69, Jones 67, were both black. Shortly before the shooting, he had attempted to enter a nearby predominantly black church, which was locked. He was charged with hate crimes. And it's not just mass shootings, but there was an incident where a man sent bombs to all of Trump's enemies, Barack Obama, Maxine Waters, Don Lemon and CNN, Hillary and Bill Clinton, Eric Holder, and many others. 16 bombs in total. The suspect told authorities that he did what he did because he was acting on the words of Trump. Now this episode is to point out that we are in a situation that we haven't been in in a long time. Maya Angelou once told us, when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. And Trump has showed us who he is for many years now. And that is a racist who is sowing hate into our country that is leading to massacres like what we saw over the weekend in El Paso and Dayton, Ohio. Tupac's Thug Life Tattoo is telling us what is going on. Trump is feeding his masses hate and it is, it is screwing all of us. We as a nation must put a stop to this hate and bigotry coming from 16 Pennsylvania Avenue. And until Republicans admit to this hate and this hate-filled rhetoric and put a stop to it, there will be another El Paso or Dayton. I would like to thank y'all for listening to this episode of King Truth Podcast. Please subscribe, rate the podcast, and you can send me comments or direct messages on Instagram at King Truth Podcast, Facebook at King Truth Podcast, and check out the website, kingtruth.wixsite.com slash kingtruthpodcast. I will see you again in the next episode. Have a good evening.